I'm Adam Mattis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Every day? Every day. Well, we are thinking about taking weekends off. I think, we, I think we're going to have to eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, everyone needs a little vacation. Well, today, no matter what day of the week this happens to fall on, uh, we're going to be talking about our seven favorite jazz musician cameos on non-jazz albums. Is that too long of a title? That, I'm, could you say that again? And like, our seven <laughs> favorite jazz musician cameos on non-jazz albums. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but wow, that's really wordy. <laughs> You're such a wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Well, we'll just, we'll dive in and I think you'll get the idea of it. It's, it's I'll take your word for it. <laughs> word <laughs> up. You'll hear it. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So, uh, number one on my seven favorite jazz musician cameos on non-jazz albums is Herbie Hancock's Awesome Roads playing on Stevie Wonder's As. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Songs, Songs in the, the Key, Key of Life. Life. Yep. This is one of my favorite Stevie tunes, although there's, you know, there's literally dozens, if not hundreds of favorite Stevie tunes but Herbie he doesn't actually he plays a little bit of a solo maybe eight bars or something but it's yeah. like the stuff he's doing around Stevie he does some Herbie stuff on that I remember that Herbie's got the Herbie stuff down yeah on the roads he's on the roads on the roads yeah it's so Herbie-ish that's a great track yeah it's really really cool good good stuff all right well number two I'm just thinking about Stevie Wonder then there's you know to me the the most famous one for a jazz solo because his trumpet is Dizzy Gillespie on Do I Do. Yeah. Like the Herbie one on, on As, I didn't know that until way later that that was Herbie. You have to kind of look it up. Yeah. But my sister was like big Stevie Wonder fan and she's three years older than me. And so when Do I Do came out, and I think Do I Do was on Musicquarium, which was like the sort of best of with some new tracks. Yeah. If it wasn't on that, it was, it was like right around that time. So I was pretty young and kind of listened to pop music. On, it was on the radio. And Do I Do was played a lot it was a big hit but they cut off most of the stations would cut it off before it got because it was like three and a half minutes four minutes whatever yeah and then there's this great dizzy gillespie uh solo and stevie kind of like you know play dizzy and i think he even mentions his name yeah he says like ladies and gentlemen yeah, yeah. exactly and but you never heard that on the radio and so yeah. you had to get like the the, the b-side going but it's a great dizzy solo i mean man his sound on there and he's like right in the groove and i mean fun. stevie wonder is basically a jazz musician right? basically i mean i've seen stevie wonder play giant steps several times That's crazy. well i mean he, he basically just invented his own genre of jazz yeah. which is stevie yeah. tunes <laughs> he had a, a great quote about uh, I mean, he's so respectful and interested in jazz music and musicians using them in these prominent places. But he had a, 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 a great quote or something I heard that he said was that, you know, jazz musicians are great. He's like, they, you know, a great jazz musician can have like 10 ideas for a great tune in just one solo. But I think that there was a lot of wisdom in that yeah, as well. Yeah, that's really cool. All right. So number three, this is Michael Brecker on Paul Simon's Still Crazy After All These Years. That's from the album Still Crazy After All These Years. He plays... An unbelievably powerful solo. I think it's it's only um, maybe eight bars. Everybody can sing it. It's so so good, and and it just like at the climax of the tune, and then after that, it kind of goes, it settles back down. Mm. It's such a great song, such a well written, well crafted song, and and Brecker's playing on that just fits perfectly. I mean, Brecker was so. I mean, to be able to play just the right amount in a short period of time like that, but then he could also solo for 12 minutes and play a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, just truly a complete musician. Totally. Um, Oh, that's great. So number four, I'm going to kind of call an audible here, and 
say Brian Blade on a number of records. Yeah. Um, now I just was kind of reunited with Brian and, and working with him, so he's he's on my he's always kind of on my mind. He's one of my favorite musicians and, and favorite people, and really pivotal to my development. Um, you know, we're, we're the same age and kind of met when we were twenty years old, and and he really influenced me in a lot of great ways. But he's been on a bunch of records, you know, like Joni Mitchell. Um, or kind of collaborations, almost Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. He recorded with um, Emmy Lou Harris, uh, and then he's done a bunch of stuff with um, the guy, who, the guitarist whose name I'm blanking on, who actually produced the oh uh, da- uh, Daniel Daniel Lanois, Lanois yeah, yeah. right as well. Daniel Lanois, um, Nora Jones. Recently, you know, he's yeah. been on her last couple of records and played with her. And Brian does such a great job in these kind of non-jazz situations of playing the appropriate you know groove and sound but always being himself and like infusing his uh concept of drumming his concept of music into the situation in such a cool and organic way um you know there's 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 a reason that these great pop folk icons seek him out and seek him out um to be a part of their thing because he brings this kind of authenticity groove um, he doesn't necessarily come in as a jazz drummer. He just yeah. comes in as a great musician. No, this one is, I think, the most impressive of our whole list because, you know, it's one thing for Dizzy to blow over some two fives on a Stevie tune yeah. or, you know, Michael Brecker to, to blow eight bars on some major seven chords, and they do a great job and they sound awesome. Yeah. But Brian Blade is going in there playing these whole albums with Bob Dylan and Amy Lou Harris playing the drums. Right. You know, not just blowing over eight bars, but like really having a major part of the sound of the album, the groove of the album. And still sounding like Brian Blade somehow, it's, right? You know, there's no when I hear him with your trio, playing Broadmoor, you know, uh, you know something definitely more in the jazz realm, and then playing with uh, Nora Jones or Emmylou Harris. There's not, he still sounds like him. Yeah, it's, Peter it's, Martin, Nora Jones, Bob Dylan, it's all the same. <laughs> exactly, it's pretty incredible. Well, I'm I'm thinking now maybe a reference point a, a little bit in terms of coming and playing on the records is Steve Gadd. Oh know, yeah, yeah. Who you know in, in in for a long period you know played with you know all these great session. Um, sessions of kind of iconic records and stuff and really came in, although he's not necessarily seen as coming from a jazz place, but he's a great jazz drummer. He's just a great player as well. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think when you look at Blade's all-music page, it's crazy because it's, you know, it's like Samuel... Bob Dylan, <laughs> right, you right. know, like seven crisscross albums. <laughs> yeah, David Benny, Emmy Lou Harris, like right. it's so varied. Uh, so that takes us to number five, and this is kind of another. This is not a particular tune, but this is Robert Glasper's appearance on five tracks on Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly" album. Uh, you know, brilliant, groundbreaking album from just a few years ago, and Robert Glasper had his uh, his fingerprints, as it were, all over that. Yeah, and it's a really interesting thing. I, I was reading an interview with him where he's talking about it. And, uh, you know, when he got in there, they, they asked him specifically, like, all right, well, we, you know, that second track, we want you to swing. You know, we want, you to, we want like a Kenny Kirkland vibe from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And he's, and he's like, which was ironic because I don't really do that in my right. own music. Like, that's not where, where his, his uh, sound is in jazz. But he did it, and he sounded killing. And then he did a yep. bunch of other stuff on that record too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's on more than just. I think officially five tracks. I would, I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't a couple other things on there from what mm. I heard. But uh, I agree. That's I think that's a great album, and I I think his uh, he's another one that really kind of comes doesn't doesn't change up. He's him, you yep. know, and he brings his thing to the different situations. Um, number six, I'm going to go with Joshua Redman um, on Michelle and Degiocello's uh, mid '90s classic uh, "Peace Beyond Passion." It's a great album. 
And this is just kind of selfish thing too because it's one of my favorite albums. And Josh is like, he's not a huge part of this album, but sort of like Brecker, he's definitely coming from that thing. Is like when he comes in and he's got some great effects on his sax, like he's playing his own thing, but the way they place his sound is what really connects it with the record. And um, I mean, that's a, it's a great album. And there's actually a bunch of kind of cameos by, if not jazz musicians, certainly people that have been associated with jazz. Louis Conti, um, Gene Lake is playing incredible drums on that record Benny Maupin does some great you know um I guess it's bass clarinet and uh um Federico Pena does some great I mean there's a lot of good things happening on that on that record she's um, another one she's she's essentially a jazz exactly yes and that was a little bit of a cheat on this one sorry Wawa Watson's on there oh yeah yeah that's the best uh so that takes us to our last one number seven and this is an entire album um made up of jazz musicians and it's David Bowie's final record Black Star it's an absolutely uh, gorgeous record um, Bowie till the to the end of his life pushing boundaries and doing interesting things. Um, the band for the entire record is Donnie McCaslin, Jason Linder, Tim Lefevre, yeah, Mark Lefevre. Juliana, and Ben Munder. How do you how do you pronounce it? Lefevre, yeah, Dutch Dutch Belgian. Amazing collection of of young ish jazz musicians out of New York that um, David Bowie got hooked up. With via, I think via uh, Maria Schneider. I was going to say via Smalls. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, it seems like it, but they they kill it on this. I mean, Mark yeah. Juliana is such an amazing drummer with, you know, such a specific sound, and you, anybody would fall in love with that. And obviously Bowie did. And uh, to I, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be, you know, one one minute you're playing at Smalls, <laughs> or in a Brooklyn, a dank Brooklyn basement somewhere, right. you know, with, even when you're a big name like like some of these cats. But yep. then you're to play on a David Bowie album. That's a whole other thing. That's right. a whole other world. And his last record at that. And his last record. Yeah. And a good record. A too. good record. And and you know, at a time when he was really thinking of art. I mean, he always was. Oh yeah. But uh, but in terms of artistic statements and, and complete complete albums and that kind of thing. Can I throw a bonus in? Please. All right. So this will be 7.5. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one I just remembered Roy Hargrove on uh, D'Angelo's Black Messiah, his last record. The whole album is fantastic. It's a great Roy record. kills it, though. And I think a lot of people kind of slept on it a little bit in that... Um, they wanted Voodoo too. That's what they wanted. They wanted Voodoo too, right. But, I mean, you know what? That was many years ago, okay. and I think it's a good record. And I think Roy just plays some great stuff on there. So That's awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a 7.5. Point eight. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, back to Paul Simon. That's Phil Woods on uh, "Have a Good Time." Uh, from I think it's also from what what album is that from? Anyway, if you can if you remember the album from "Have a Good Time" is on what it might be on "Still Crazy" actually. Anyway, Phil Woods just burns at I'm, the end. It's I'm like not a, hip. I didn't know that was him. Oh, I, mean, I can't even remember that. He does these like bebop lines at the end of of "Have Shibba a Good Time." Yeah, but like just like <laughs> but good, very. <laughs> But very good. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I love this list. We should do another one like this. This is really fun to to find these uh, cameos. Our seven favorite jazz musician cameos on non-jazz albums. One of our longer titles. I I love this list, too. I hope we press record today. (laughs) (laughs) So if you like what you heard, please leave a rating and review below. Uh, We appreciate the five-star ratings, and we appreciate all the reviews we've been getting. Really awesome to hear your comments on it. Okay, go dude, ahead. It's not possible. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and then, uh, if you want to uh, suggest a a topic for an episode or to just pop in and say hi, you can go to youllhearit.com. I keep tapping my leg, like as I'm reinforcing things. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, man. very scholarly. I'm like, a, I'm like a mom yeah. trying to reinforce points <laughs> home to their kid. You know what? I was just thinking. I'm. I'm. You finally broken me of the whole six star review thing. I'm giving up on that. I'm not giving up on it, but okay. I'm not going to like 
ram it down everyone's throat. I'm moving on to something else now. You okay. want to hear about it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Adam? Okay. Um, we have 44 ratings right now. Not that I go and check this every hour. To, you know, five-star average, which I love. This dude is so into the vanity stuff. No, I think we want to I want, I want 100. Am you I greedy? I want 100 ratings okay. by tomorrow. All right, you'll, you heard it. <laughs> no, can we get to 100? Can you all help us out with that? And, you know, the reviews are, are really fun. Can I just read one here? This is from Bandman76. <laughs> okay, might not be a real name, just so you know. Band man, probably born in 76, though. I would imagine. Um, were you, alive? you weren't alive in 76, were you? No. Okay, for those of you out there that remember 1976, it was a very interesting year. I remember it. I was six years old, five, six years old, and uh, it was this, the bicentennial of our nation, the United States of America. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't yeah. even a gleam. Very exciting. A lot of, a lot of flags. Anyway, Bandman76 uh, gave a five-star rating. Uh huh. Um, and said, "I love this podcast!" Exclamation point. Great topics, not just for jazz musicians. Very entertaining and hilarious stuff. I think that pretty much encapsulates what we do here. That's great, man. I'm, I'm glad we can. Should, should we read a few more? Or no, 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 no. <laughs> tomorrow? We'll, we'll, you know, what? we're going to do one every day for, for the next few days. But anyway, we got 44 ratings. We're going for 100. So going for 100. All right. Um, and then also, we're you know we're leaving up our our special for you'll hear it. Podcast listeners for ten uh, percent off our all access pass. Uh, we've had a great response from this, yeah. and so if you just enter, you'll hear at ten in the offer code field at checkout. You could save ten percent on the all access pass annual. I keep doing that. I'm, I'm sorry, I've had a now. lot of coffee, <laughs> and uh, no, this is uh, every course that Open Studio offers uh, a lot of a lot of great courses from people like Warren Wolf and Sean Jones and. Chris McBride, the great Peter Martin, Jeffrey Keezer, uh, Peter Sprague, Homero Lubambo, a bunch of bunch of cats. Yep. Uh, check it out, and uh, yeah, and hopefully you'll hear it. Mm-hmm.